Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 22 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your host, Leroy Luna, and I'm coming at you straight out of the closet with a tale involving nails. The perpetrator here, while he was only a minor nuisance, in my opinion, he's a real turd. No redeeming qualities whatsoever. Sometimes you just get a vibe from people. Last week our criminal was a lovable loony. This guy, I don't get the same feeling. But hey, I'll let you be the judge. Maybe you'll like his style. I gotta give a shout out to Ashley Casey for bringing this one to my attention. She told me about it a while ago, in the very early stages of the podcast, and I've finally gotten around to doing it. So thanks, girl. Hopefully you've stuck it out and you're still a listener of this fine program. I always appreciate show ideas. Some people say, oh, I hope I'm not bothering you. No, not at all. Of course not. Email me, find me on social media, track me down at the grocery store. However, I'm always happy to hear your ideas. may not always use them, but I do appreciate them. Especially if you live outside of North America. For instance, maybe you live in Latvia. If you live there and have a scoop on a fun story, I'm begging you. Let me know. I chose Latvia because this podcast was number one on their crime charts this week. Anyways, before we get into it, let's kick things off with a joke. This one comes from Heaven. That's literally her name, which I think is beautiful, by the way. Loving it. Heaven slid into my DMs with this one, and it made me chuckle, so here goes. Why didn't Barbie ever get pregnant? Because Ken came in a different box. I, you know what that sound means. Let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. 
and hopefully, my friends, I can get you back home at a reasonable hour. The minivan has been experiencing a lot of flat tires lately, and I'm not sure why. Episode number 22, The Nighttime Nailer. A few years ago, I was driving home after uh, another long night at work. It was 7 a.m. and there was a fair amount of traffic that morning. It was sometime in late January and after weeks of unbearably cold weather, it was actually starting to warm up outside. It was nice. I was cruising along without a care in the world as one of my favorite tunes was blaring in the background. Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. Don't, 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 don't you forget about me. Okay, you get the picture. It was awesome. So there's three lanes on this stretch of highway, and there was a big transport truck in the middle lane, and I'm in the left-hand lane trying to pass it, but I'm stuck behind a few other vehicles, so I'm just driving beside this beast. Annoying, yes, but I got my music bopping, so I'm all right. But suddenly my tunes are rudely interrupted by the sound of shattering glass. I almost lose control of the vehicle. It was loud and caught me completely off guard. I turn my head back to try and see what the hell just happened. The rear passenger side window is completely shattered. Glass is everywhere back there. Uh, My sons were three and one at the time. My one-year-old's car seat was full of tiny shards of glass. It's crazy. I'm just glad I was alone in the vehicle at the time. If my kids were there with me, I don't even want to think about what would have happened. Would have been a total disaster. The only thing that makes sense after assessing the situation is that a sheet of ice slid off that big rig and shattered my window. You're supposed to clear ice off the roof of your vehicle, as obviously it can be very dangerous, especially as the weather starts to warm up and it melts. But some fools don't do that, and that's what I assume happened. It's the only thing that really makes sense. I didn't get the license plate of the vehicle because I was too shocked, and even if I did, it didn't really matter because I had no proof that's what actually occurred. After a couple days of using a garbage bag as a window, and $300 later, the window was fixed and it was business as usual. I got the back of the car cleaned and got another seat for my boy as I didn't trust that all the tiny shards of glass were out of it. It was a huge pain in the ass, but no injuries and I lived to tell the tale, so we'll chalk it up as a win. It makes you realize how dangerous the roads can be. Things can change in the blink of an eye. The truth is, every time you step into your vehicle, there's a risk of potential danger. Can you imagine if some goon was out there sabotaging people, though? That would make the risk of potential danger increase significantly. Okay. Today's story takes place in Oregon City, which has a population of roughly 36,000 people. Oregon City is a part of Clackamas County, which is one of 36 counties in the state of Oregon. Oregon City is approximately 13 miles south of Portland. According to our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com, chances of becoming a victim of property crime over there are 1 in 58. 
which I guess would be the category today's case will cover. Attempted property crime, anyways. Now we're going to kick things off in October of 2018. K2 News does a dramatic little story about a situation that has been frustrating local police for quite some time now. You see, they've been finding nails, shiny little roofing nails to be more specific, scattered all over busy roads in the area. Nobody thought much of it in the beginning. Maybe it was an accidental spill. But then it started happening so frequently, they knew they had a problem on their hands. In 2018 alone, on more than a dozen separate occasions, they found nails scattered all over the roadway. The perpetrator was targeting busy areas too. These weren't just back roads. South End Road, Center Street, and Lynn Avenue were the main targets. Officer Alan Farmer was doing a one-hour stakeout, and K2 News joined him there. And here's what he had to say on the matter. Quote, It's happening usually in the early morning hours, when people are commuting to work. He also added, we're doing our best to get creative and try to catch this guy, end quote. And I gotta hand it to them. They really were. They would hide out and watch specific areas early in the a.m., just before the sun came up to catch this fool in the act. And they used a lot of their downtime to keep an eye out for suspicious activity. Graveyard Shift Supervisor Sergeant Greg Johnson said, quote, In between the 911 calls we get, that's what we try to do. Try and be proactive. He was clearly frustrated when asked why he thought someone would do this. Quote, it's, I, I don't know. Sometimes we won't know until we catch them and we can interview him or her. End quote. The K2 news story ended dramatically when they said, they haven't caught anyone yet, but from the shadows, they're always watching. And it showed the silhouette of a police officer on a hill in the darkness of the woods overlooking a busy street. I loved it. Great story. And a fine job of getting it out there. Makes you wonder, though. The person responsible for all this must have been watching the news thinking, oh, shit, I better be more careful. Or maybe they had a smile on their face, proud of their work. Police and the media were calling the perp the Nighttime Nailer. Awesome. Gotta have a good moniker. And this one was catchy. Big B Surf, a commenter on a Fox News article I was reading, said, quote, I've been called the Nighttime Nailer before, but for way different reasons. End quote. Ah, he beat me to it. The name does have some sexual undertones, doesn't it? I tried to speculate on who would perform such a childish act. Perhaps teenagers? Seems like a petty crime that an angsty teen might commit. Or maybe a disgruntled roofer who just got fired was unloading his seemingly endless supply of roofing nails. A mechanic or someone who works at an auto shop? A struggling tire salesman trying to destroy people's tires to drum up business. Lots of possibilities. That brings me to some alternate nicknames I tried out. The Angry Roofer, or better yet, the Mad Roofer. Bit of a shout out to the Mad Pooper from episode two. The Flat Tire Fella. The Flat Tire Bandit. The Nail Tosser. <laughs> I don't know, I'm pretty bad at nicknames. So let's just stick with the Nighttime Nailer. I wonder if he ever got a flat tire from his own nails. That would be a little bit of poetic justice. Anyways, there was a $1,000 reward for any info leading to an arrest. However, the nighttime nailer continued his work throughout the early morning hours without detection. I guess it's not too difficult, really, driving down a busy street when it's dark and at a time when no one's around and chucking handfuls of nails out your window. This guy wasn't exactly a criminal mastermind, if you know what I mean. With police lurking in the shadows, it would only be a matter of time before he would be caught, though. And eventually, 
All that time, effort, and craftiness from the police department finally paid off. Officers were at the right place at the right time. Like a lot of serial killers in the past, the nighttime nailer got sloppy, and that led to his downfall. For whatever reason, they get lazy, overly confident maybe. You get away with something for long enough, you start feeling invincible. Up to this point, the nailer had been random enough with his attacks that he managed to evade police. However, they noticed a pattern and pounced on it. November 29th and November 30th, nails were found between the hours of 5 and 6 a.m. So assuming, or at least hoping, he'd get greedy and strike for the third morning in a row, the officers were on high alert. And bada boom bada bing. He did. October 1st, 2019, at approximately 5.45 a.m., they saw a man cruising along South Center Street, window down, and police were shocked when they saw him chucking a handful of nails out his window. Got him. The man was then pulled over without incident. Surprisingly, I haven't really attempted any puns as of yet, so let's try it out. After hammering away at this investigation, police finally nailed this tool, and now he's screwed. Good thing he didn't try to bolt. Oh, that felt good. I think I emptied my tool belt of puns right there. As news trickled throughout the police department and to the media and fine citizens of Oregon City, everyone was ecstatic. Mayor Dan Holliday got in on the action. He posted in the Oregon City Chit Chat, a gossipy Facebook group for local yokels, saying, I am happy to announce that the nail bandit has been caught. More details to follow. He could have spiced that announcement up a bit. Didn't even get his nickname right. Ah, who am I to judge? People were excited, and for good reason. For close to three years, this guy had been a real thorn in everyone's side. Dozens of people got flat tires over the years. Police received more than 60 phone calls regarding the shiny little roofing nails scattered across town. Local resident Patrick Williams, well, his truck got nailed twice in the same year. Luckily, they were just stuck in the treads of his tires, causing little to no damage. Still a minor inconvenience he wasn't too pleased about. I've got a couple of quotes here from a K2 News interview. Hit us with it, Patrick. He's probably damaged ten, twenty thousand dollars worth of tires at this point. It's just ridiculous. Nobody understands. What's the deal? Why'd he do this? Doesn't make any sense. Patrick then had a message he directed right at the nighttime nailer. That was pretty stupid, and I'm glad you're caught. Hell yeah, Patrick. You go, boyfriend. Resident Angela Jones who traveled along Lynn Avenue, found two nails in her van as well. Less than a month earlier, and needless to say, she was fired up. Let's hear it, Ange. It's mean, and it's just unnecessary, and it's just stupid. I mean, it's just stupid. Yeah, it is, girl. Seriously, though, it would have been annoying, getting a flat tire because some numbnuts was throwing handfuls of nails at his window like confetti at a wedding. People were probably taking back roads and alternate routes to work just to avoid potentially receiving a flat tire. Thankfully, no one was hurt due to the nighttime nailer's handiwork. Someone could have blown a tire and veered into oncoming traffic or hit a pedestrian. Who knows? And all the extra work the police put in to catch the culprit. Sure, they didn't have to pull any overtime or anything like that, but they used a good chunk of their downtime. Time they could have been dining on coffee and donuts or just hanging out in between emergencies. So what do you think? Should we get into it? Find out who this pathetic excuse for a human actually is? Well, he goes by the name of Brett Michael Wilson. BMW, baby. We'll call him that for short. I guess Brett is actually much quicker to say, but BMW sounds way cooler. He is a 56-year-old resident of Oregon County. 
56 years old. Ridiculous. He looks like a grumpy old dude, too. Let me describe his mugshot for you. He's a stocky fella, Caucasian, bald with a salt and pepper mustache resting above his thin, pouty lips. He's got these beady little eyes with big-ass bags under him. Yeah, I think I know where you're tired, bro. Instead of sleeping, you're out all hours of the night tossing nails on the street. Go knit a sweater or something. Get a hobby. I've never heard it used to describe a man before, but I'd say he has a serious case of RBF, resting bitch face. When BMW was pulled over and police checked out his vehicle, they found a big plastic bin just filled with thousands of roofing nails. BMW put some thought into this. He would actually travel out of town to a Home Depot, not a sponsor, to buy the nails. And he purchased them in $40 buckets. I didn't see anything about police checking hardware stores to try and track down suspects buying large quantities of the roofing nails. But if they did, no doubt they would have only done it in Oregon City. I thought this was a pretty clever move. Like someone getting a gun and making sure the weapon couldn't be traced back to them. As for the number of times he pulled this stunt, police stated, quote, By Mr. Wilson's recollection, he has thrown nails over 50 times onto our busy streets over the last couple of years. End quote. BMW, a.k.a. the Nighttime Nailer, was taken to Clackamas County Jail and was hit with four charges of disorderly conduct. Let's now fast forward to January of 2020, and the Nailer pleads guilty to the four disorderly conduct charges and also criminal mischief. On Tuesday, February 11th of 2020, finally, Clackamas County Circuit Judge Susie Norby sentenced our guy to 30 days, a month in county jail. Along with that, he had to pay $2,500 in restitution. Not bad, considering he probably caused tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage. He also had to go through a mental health evaluation and get some anger management training. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to that in a minute. This was also interesting. On top of it all, he's not allowed to drink alcohol. I'm not sure why they threw that in there. He looks like an angry drunk, though. I wonder what his drink of choice would be. A screwdriver, perhaps? I had to pause this for a second to look up some drinks. Almost made a huge mistake. Obviously, his drink of choice would be a rusty nail. Can't say I've ever had one. It's one and a half ounces of scotch whiskey and three quarters of an ounce of Drambui. 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 Drambui? Drambui. Sounds nasty. I'll stick to my wine coolers, thank you very much. Okay, the anger management treatment actually makes a lot of sense, and here's why. According to BMW, the reason he caused all this mayhem was to get back at all the rude drivers out there. All those people who had done him wrong. So petty. Hey, if someone cuts you off and you get a little road rage in that moment, maybe honk your horn and follow them for a bit. Slightly psychotic, but I think we've all been there at one point or another. You shout a few profanities, get it out of your system, and then go on with your day. But the nailer kept that constant rage brewing. He did this over 50 times for years. So it's not like he freaked out one time. He had like 50 cooling off periods where he could have went, okay, now I'm good. If someone cut him off, he followed them to where they lived and came back later and slashed their tires, I'd kind of get it. I'd respect it more. But he wasn't even getting revenge against specific people. There was so much collateral damage. So many people just minding their business, going to work dropping their kids off at school, or picking up some groceries. Those are the people that he nailed. Sure, there are probably a few assholes in there. I don't know, I just don't get it. Now he's got me all hot and bothered. 
These are the stories I find interesting, though. Serial offenders like the Mad Pooper or the Pennsylvania Pincher squeezing bread at the grocery store. Real people, grown adults, participating in this strange behavior over and over again. Gotta love it. The prosecutor in this case, Brian Brock is his name. He was interviewed by a lovely newspaper called The Oregonian. And he had a couple interesting things to say about our man, the nighttime nailer. He said, quote, It was his form of anger management. It made him feel better. He called it random acts of kindness. End quote. See, he knew what he was doing, and he got off on it. He's just a miserable prick, and the thought of messing up people's tires, inconveniencing total strangers, just made his day. Random acts of kindness, just spreading misery everywhere. It's kind of funny when you think about it. He strikes me as someone who enjoys, absolutely relishes being the bad guy. And he's made himself a lot of enemies along the way. So good for him. I also want to say good job to the Oregon City Police. Finally putting a stop to this madness. Because the nighttime nailer probably wasn't going to stop until he was caught. Thankfully, like most criminals, he got greedy, sloppy, and overly confident. And those were the final nails in his coffin. And on that note, we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 22, The Nighttime Nailer. A petty man committing a petty crime. Just how we like it. I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing the sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. Also, a special thanks going out to Ashley Casey for the show idea. Thanks, girl. I wasn't going to tell anyone originally, but screw it. I have a TikTok for the show, at excusemethatsillegal.pod. I'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested. Uh, those of you not familiar with TikTok, it's an app where people post videos, a maximum of 60 seconds long. I try to do two a week. I have about eight videos on there so far. My wife talked me into doing this as a way to bring in new listeners to the show. And you know, I'm always down for that. Uh, that's the reason I didn't bother to say anything. Another reason is I'm not particularly proud of my work over there, but it's been kind of fun. TikTok's not really my thang. I'm a little stiffer than I'd like to be. It's a work in progress, we'll say. I do have one video that has over 40,000 views, though. So that's pretty cool. And the rest are hit and miss. Most of the crimes I talk about are ones that I haven't covered on the show. So if you could please follow me over there, like my videos and comment. Oh, this podcast is the bomb. This guy's so cool. This podcast is sick. Stuff like that. I'd appreciate it. Maybe that'll help some of these vids go viral and catapult the show into superstardom. Where it belongs. Okay, what else? Um, well, it's listener confession time. Sing it with me. Let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Hey, my boy Leroy. This is Nate. In Salt Lake City, Utah, just thought I would share you my uh, low-level crime story. Uh, grew up in Tucson, Arizona. Me and my buddies would go out. We loved throwing water balloons at moving vehicles from hidden places in the desert or from moving vehicles at people or other vehicles. Yes, clearly we were idiots, but... That's what we would do for fun. There was one night we had quite the experience throwing some water balloons. We hit a couple vehicles from the vehicle we were in, got in one, 
car chase where we did escape and then as we were driving we got pulled over and we were freaking out of course thinking oh shoot someone called the cops and gave them the vehicle the police officer comes to the window and talks to my friend says hey your license plate light is out and we were just thinking okay so what and he just says, well, can I have your license and registration? He comes back and said there had been reports of a similar vehicle driving around with explosives, rocket launchers, and illegal weapons. And we just look at each other thinking, okay, this has to be made up. He's trying to pull our, our string here. And we say, no, we don't have any weapons in here. You're welcome to look. There's nothing here. So the officer shines his flashlight in, looks around, and says, okay, well, go get your license plate light fixed and go on your merry way. And so we wipe the sweat off our brows, look at each other, bust up laughing, and drive away quickly to one of our friend's house to hide and hope that nobody else reports us so that we do not end up in trouble. And uh, I think you'd think we'd learn our lesson from that terrifying experience, yet we went out many, many, many more times doing such foolish and childish pranks like throwing water balloons or blowing up a laundry detergent container full of flower water so it splattered things everywhere in the middle of a six-lane road. So um, we did not learn our lesson from that, but since I have gotten older and hopefully a tiny bit wiser and no longer participate in such nefarious activities. So hope you like that and... If I hear myself on your podcast, I'm guaranteeing at least one lunagasm from uh, knowing I got to be a part of it. So, have a good one. <laughs> Love it. Lunagasm. Thanks, Nate. Hope that was as good for you as it was for me. Nate's a great guy. We've been talking back and forth, and you may just hear more softcore crimes from him in the future. This confession actually pairs well with this episode. More dangerous acts happening on our roads. Stay safe out there, my friends. All right, before we get out of here, I have a promo to play from my pal Mike Brown, who hosts a true crime podcast called Dark Poutine. I've been listening to this one since episode 10, probably three years now. It's one of my favorites. And it's super Canadian, eh? I love it. Mike really knows how to tell a story, along with just being a very funny and likable guy. So give him a shot, I promise you won't regret it but I'll let him tell you all about it in a moment. As for myself, I'll be coming right back at you in eight days this time. There are only 28 days in February, so the next step will be on the 28th. So I'll see you then. Bye-bye now. All right, take it away, Mike. How's it going, eh? I'm Mike Brown, host of the Dark Poutine Podcast. 
Every week we serve up a new helping of Dark Poutine, which focuses on true crime and dark history from north of the 49th parallel, with the Ottawa game covering cases from around the globe. So put on your toque, grab yourself a double-double and a Nanaimo bar, and join me and a co-host every Monday for a new episode of Dark Poutine, part of the Curious Cast Network with Chorus Entertainment. You can easily find us on any podcatcher, including iTunes and Spotify. Just search for Dark Poutine and hit subscribe. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.